You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, tonight I'm joined by uh, Chris and Ray and Sean. How are y'all doing? <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> I'm having one of those days too, man. It's it's like, hey, I'm still awake. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, we're winding down the school year here. Uh, my job has become is going to be insane for the next three weeks. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm ready for what little summer I get. It's yeah, just tiring. Um, I, this book, on the other hand, that we read was not tiring. It was it was very energetic. So let's go ahead and just jump into that. Um, this month, well, let me start off with this. So we, as a group, came up with the idea that um, how about we each take a month and we pick a book. And uh, I did a quick random draw, and Ray was the first one that came up. And so he chose this month's book, which was Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I'll go ahead and start with you for your quick general synopsis. I'm assuming since you recommended the book, you enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Uh, overall, uh, I enjoyed it. It was um, it was entertaining. I t- talked to other people about it. Uh, everybody I talked to, um, I try and get to at least listen to it, uh, and I try and steer them more in the audiobook version than the book version. But that's just that's for later. So yeah, uh, Chris, what about you? Did you enjoy it? After being badgered for a while to read it because he wouldn't shut up about it which is usually what happens about books which is why i'm reading what i'm reading now because of all of you um (laughs) uh, i read i listened to it on audible as well and i i i like him i matthew mcconaughey narrates it i guess we should just get that out of there and it's his memoir story kind of these anecdotes, that kind of thing. Um, and it's very entertaining listening to him because he it's his story. So it's you can it's almost as if as he's reading the script, he'll get like a memory recall and he'll like yeah. giggle or uh-huh. like have a serious moment or whatever. Um, he's very um, you got to wonder if the man's got a little bit of ADHD. Just a little. That's the way he reads it, and he broke it up, and he gets really excited and very serious. Bumper sticker. Bumper sticker. Like yeah. all over the place. I did like listening to his Texas. That was very nice. Um, but I thought it was interesting. It's not. It's not one of those tell-all books. You're not going to get any tea on this. He doesn't talk about any woman he has dated up until his wife. So if you were. No, that's not true. He talks about high school. <laughs> anyway <laughs> but it's not a gossip book like it's not one of those celebrity tell-all books where there's like juicy stories or anything like that it's all just basically just from his point of view his experiences he doesn't um i don't know i just thought he lived a very fucked up life up until he moved out of his parents house <laughs> yeah we'll definitely get to that but um it was a different perspective on life for sure yes Sean, uh, you had some different thoughts. Yeah, I uh, I was going into it thinking it was like a biography, and I enjoy biographies. This was not a biography. Like, it had snippets of it, 
which are the only parts of the book I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found the book too preachy. Um, if you're looking for like a self-help book, this might be the way to go because that's the feeling I was getting. Um, it was him telling you how he did things and how you should maybe look at life and even the bumper stickers that he kept referring to was like that. And that annoyed the fuck out of me. I <laughs> did not enjoy the book. And honestly, I'm not a huge Matthew McConaughey fan too. He rode that. All right. All right. All right. Way too long. And like it, some of this stuff was interesting. I would have liked to hear more about, um, like some of the stuff he's, glossed over like the movies that he worked on and stuff like that like he just oh i did this 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 and then that's it and then you're like oh well, that could have been interesting um and then he would get into his philosophy and what dreams and stuff like that and i made it straight to the end um but uh yeah it, if you're into biographies this probably isn't the book for you if you're looking at a new way of living your life than maybe, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. It, it does kind of ride that rail where it's, you're right. It's not. And he does say, this isn't my biography. It's just got a, a lot of anecdotes. So you do get some biographical stuff in it, but you're right. He also does share a lot of his philosophy as well. So it's, I agree with you in that it's, if you're looking for a straight one, if you're looking for a straight biography or a straight self-help, this is gonna be. This is gonna do either one. You gotta kind of enjoy it for what it is. So um, I did enjoy the book. I have to say, a lot of the enjoyment came from him reading it, just because he's so energetic about it. And I agree with Chris and that it, I I could completely see, um, un- unless he was reading it and and changed things for the for the. Uh, um, printed version as well it does seem like there were points where he's just like i just remembered something it was just like flew into it so um but who knows the book the actual like you know printed copy of the book may be the exact same way every person they're reading it going god what can you focus please yes (laughs) so but it's almost like you're having a conversation with the guy so it's a little more it's a little more relaxed it's a little you know easier to kind of follow so um i like i said oh overall i did enjoy the book um, I'll probably go back and reread it at, at some point. Uh, but like I said, I did get a lot of it. I will say I do have a different opinion of the man now that I've listened to it. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about that, but, uh, so let's go ahead and get into it. So he does, like we said, it is a little bottom, a little biographical in that he does tell these anecdotes about him growing up and, uh, some of the places because he, he grew up in Texas, uh, I, I know where some of these places are and everything. And so when, as he's describing it, I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, he's definitely not, not shamming on that. Um, uh, but yes, I, I agree with you, Chris. There's some of it, you know, and he just, I don't say just kind of pawns it off, but he's just like, you know, that's just, that's just how the way I was raised. That was just how things were. And I'm like, no, that was abuse. Yeah. <laughs> you I, were abused as a child. Yeah. And so a, a lot of, um, like, and at the end of the book, he says, whatever you want to call it, tough uh, abuse, whatever, I call it tough love. So clearly he has 
he, what, however he, that's what's important is how he yes. feels about yep. it, right? It doesn't matter what the rest of us feel about how he was raised. That's how he takes it. So that's how you got to look at it. Um, but <laughs> I wouldn't recommend raising your child that no. Way now. No, no, no. <laughs> I was telling someone. Like, Not unless you end up in jail. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's, you can tell, like, the man is, will be 52 this year. So you can tell the old school way of being raised versus how we raise our own kids right like it's vastly different when i was listening to it i was like oh my god so then i told my sister so she started laughing because the opening scene the opening scene he like he gets your attention right away he does he gets he yeah <laughs> like i don't know what i would do if i was 12 and witnessed that like i'm not sure Basically watching your parents beat the fuck out of each other. Almost. And then, and then and fuck each other. On floor. <laughs> like, what do you do with that? How does that not affect you psychologically? Where's... <laughs> like, I'm starting to think there's something to the wet dreams that he's had later on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a, you know, correlation there. Maybe there is a correlation. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, the, um, I, I just... I, He's also, like you said, he's also just very matter of the fact. He's he's yeah. just like, well, this, this is how it was. Like, Dad said he's probably going to go out either in a fight or having sex with Mom. And guess what? That's what happened. It was. <laughs> but he loved his parents. And I, I think that's really great when you come from a very turbulent childhood and you can look back and be like, there was love. Whatever it was, whatever you want to call it, yeah. there was love. So, well, I mean, and he does say that the fact that, you know, he, he changed his mind on what he wanted to do. Right. And instead of being like, oh, well, that's a stupid idea or, you know, you're wasting your time and energy. It was like, all right, cool. If that's what you want to do, fine. But you better be damn good at it and and put your all into it. And I'm just like, yeah. well, hell, at least that's a <laughs> that's at least decent. A lot of people who have loving relationships with their family are like oh no you're going to be a doctor yeah <laughs> period yeah so well yeah and and they kind of project themselves onto their own children right like you are going to be a little itty bitty version of me and you're gonna have you're to gonna do all the things i wanted to do i wanted yeah, to which, but never could yeah. which is a terrible way to raise your children but his parents for his all i liked his i did and didn't like his mom because there were, and you know what, I will say, sorry to cut you off, totally I happy. totally cut you off, but, but you brought up the point that his mom, he even brings it up, his, his mom and him had a bit of a rift, and he does say that they drifted apart because of her and yeah. her her reaction to his fame, but then, the, you know, they did hash it out at some point, so you can tell that he's over whatever fights that they had. But you can tell there was some pain there and that he actually did fight. You just don't want to talk about it because it's in the past. So Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was also interesting in that, you know, he normalized everything that happened to him growing up as a kid. Like, that was just – that's just how it was. And then when he's in in high school, he goes to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and that he's just like, no, this is weird. Like, is everyone here weird? Like, is it just me? And I love the fact that, because I'll be honest with you, at that at that point in my life, I would have been like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't care what I said. Get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he he stuck his uh, his guns. He 
Yeah. yeah. On it, and I, that's, yeah. I love the fact that when he finally went to another family, they all like clapped at him. Man, you made it the long time with those crazy bastards. I thought that was hilarious that too. Was great. It was amazing. And, and him to just turn around, you motherfuckers, <laughs> you knew. <laughs> I laughed pretty hard at that one. Yeah. I was I th- the whole time he was telling that part of the story. I was just like, "No, this is really weird. <laughs> this yeah. is really weird." So called unrelenting stubbornness too. Yeah. yeah. Like, my word is my honor. It's like, well, that's just you being fucking stubborn, and you didn't want to come home and somebody tell you they told you so. That's yeah. That felt like to me. But yeah, those that that family was very, very odd. Mm-hmm. One in Australia? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was weird. <clears throat> that was messed up. And how he just didn't constantly pass out from only eating lettuce and ketchup. <laughs> Thank you. I thought the same thing. Like, how did he survive? I guess that he lost a lot of weight, but like, that, a head of iceberg lettuce is like zero nice. calories. Zero calories and ketchup on top of that. Like, you're just eating water and some sugar. sugar. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, we don't have to go through, through everything. Um, I, uh, and he does talk about how he just kind of like fell into, you know, his, essentially his, the role that he's still, which is funny, he's still best known for, uh, you know, from Dazed and Confused. Um, yeah, but, um, I, 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 I thought it was interesting when he was talking about how, um, you know, he started doing all of these romantic comedies and was getting typecast as that. And for, you know, for a long time, he's just like, yeah, well, that's fine. I'm, I'm bringing in money. I can do what I want. And, you know, it's fine. And then he hit a spot where he's just like, you know what? I'm done. I, I don't want to do this anymore. So I'm not going to. And he's like, you know, I had a conversation and it's like, OK, I may not have as much work. And, you know. The fact that, you know, he was, you know, he had a relationship that was, you know, stable enough that he could have a conversation like that. Because, I mean, I could definitely see there'd be a lot of people dating celebrities and they're like, what do you mean you're going to stop acting? I I don't understand. <laughs> so. And, but the conversation will be, I'm not going to stop acting. I'm just going to stop acting in this role. And yeah. You know, it may hurt for a while to do it. <laughs> but I can understand that. Like, Absolutely. After, after a while, playing the same thing. Like, there's some actors who have made an entire career out of it. The Rock is one of them who don't really seem to care to venture outside of that role. Yeah. He's very good at being the action hero. Keanu Reeves is the same way. Keanu Reeves is the same way. He, although he does play really well when he's like spoofing himself. Yes. It's hilarious. Yes, but so does so does The Rock. So does The Rock. <laughs> so there's these actors. John Cena. <laughs> that have gotten very good and make a career of it. And it doesn't seem to bug them that there's no other range for them. It's yeah. just that. And they do. They make a fuck ton of money out of it. And they're great at it. And yeah. they're really great at it. But I could imagine at some point you're like, but is this all I am? Is this mm-hmm. all? And it would get... Bored, and then wouldn't the audience get bored of seeing you in that role? I'm bored of seeing The Rock. I'm, well, that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say something else. I'm like, no, I'm just bored of seeing him. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He needs to you know, chill. 
I do think, yeah, maybe maybe cut back a little bit. There are I, I still enjoy seeing The Rock, and I still enjoy seeing you know his his thing. But yeah, it's uh, and then you get people like Jim Carrey that was like you know you're known for you know wacky humor, not just like normal humor, like wacky slapstick, very physical humor, and it's like no, I want to do serious stuff. And it's like okay, um, he did it really well though, like um. Spotless Mind, uh, the Sunshine, uh, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, something, something like that. Anyway, Eternal yeah. Sunshine of the Spotless That's Mind. That's it. Thank you. There was some fantastic scenes in that uh, from him, and even Twenty Three. He, it was a messed up movie, but it was it was nice to see him outside of his norm. So. And Man on the Moon. Yeah, and Man on the Moon was, man, that that screwed him up though. Well, <laughs> yeah. that, and then Martin Freeman said that he. He hates it when actors do method. He's like, it's bullshit. It's like between action and cut, obviously use yourself in that role. But yeah. once that's done, snap back, buddy. Like, <laughs> and, and you know what? McConaughey said the same thing. He's like, no, he's like, I've got to get in this person's head and I'm, I'm going to be that person. But then he's also like, but then when it's done, I'm done. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the dude, you know, all the freaking time. So, so, you know, it, I love the part that he brings up because one of his first roles after being the the whole uh, okay, I don't want to do romantic comedies anymore. He's doing Reign of Fire, and you know he shaves his head, yeah. and he's okay. What is? I'm gonna run barefoot in the desert. I'm gonna. Oh my yes, that was hilarious. Stand at the end of the uh, uh, end of the barn roof, and I my I want to make sure my heartbeat is 60 beats per minute because that's what that guy did, and I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I forgot he was in that movie, honestly. Oh, working with Christian Bale would have been punishment enough. Oh my God, yeah, that man. (laughs) That would sure. But yeah, it just goes like he tried, and I could. I appreciate that he tried. I appreciate. It's funny though because you do you have to do some preparation for roles like that. You got to get in a certain kind of physical shape, and there's a headspace you sort of have to kind of get into. Spanish, maybe. Pardon? Learn Spanish. Oh my God! Yes, I forgot about that one. That was another fantastic story. How do you pull that off of not of going into a Spanish movie and not understanding a language? That. And then take. Can I have twenty minutes just to kind of look over this? Yeah. <laughs> but he said he he learned from it. And he's like, "Yep, never gonna do that again. I learned my lesson." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, and then he talks about. Uh, just you know, growing older and 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 like you said, Sean, he does kind of he does inject a lot of his his personal theory as to you know how he thinks you should live your life or or you know at least an, you know an idea of, of ways to do it. Um, his ideologies I can't necessarily fault. Like it's like all right, well yeah, just be don't be a dick. That's <laughs> what it boils down to. And and there was a line in there though, um that I thought was really interesting. And I know it has hit me because of everything that's happened to me this last year. And he made the comment that you don't ever become a man until a uh, truly become a man until your father passes, because then you no longer have that person to ask those questions on. And that hit me. Cause I was just like, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of feel that a little bit because now it's like, okay, well, you know, if there's trouble with a car or whatever, I mean, yeah, I could ask some other people. I could ask you, Ray, or whatever, but it's like, 
I don't, I don't immediately pick up my phone and call my dad anymore and, and ask him, you know, Hey, listen, it's, it's doing this. What do you think it is or whatever? And, uh, so I, you know, when that, that part kind of hit me, I was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I feel you on that one, dude. So, <laughs> but, um, I'm trying to think if there were any other standout thing. The, the thing in Australia just like blew, <laughs> just cracked me up the whole thing about them. You know, the last day being like, I can't make, can't believe we made it that long. <laughs> so, um, I I liked his his little dabble into the acting thing. I'm glad that it wasn't all about acting. Um, it was it was interesting to hear some of the stories there. Uh, but yeah, I th- I'm trying to think of any other standouts right now. And for me, it was just him telling stories. Like I have a neighbor who kind of sounds like. Matthew McConaughey a little bit, a little bit, especially when he tells the stories. See, and I didn't get that. I don't think. Especially when he tells the stories, but anyway, it's because he goes on a bit of a rant. It's kind of funny. Um, He looks like Will Wheaton. He does. It doesn't. It doesn't match. It's uncanny. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that doesn't match. No. 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 (laughs) So it's it's entertaining that way. Um, But yeah, it's. I liked how he talked about his wife. I liked how that was a cool story. He just sort of because you see him and he's he's got this like natural kind of swagger to him. Like he's got this natural air of confidence about him. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain specific type of person who'd be able to be like, okay, I see you're not a big deal. Kind of person, kind yeah. of knock him down a little bit, kind of humble him a little bit. And better pick than a Brazilian supermodel. <laughs> to, to knock him down a little yeah. bit and be like, yeah, I see you. You're nothing special. But when they were together and he asked her, what do I have to do to lose you? And she, you know, didn't even look at him, took a drink. She goes, well, that's easy. She said, change. And you could tell. And he was like, Ooh. he made that sound like, <laughs> like, that's my woman. Like, that's the woman for me. It was like, I didn't. And that's a beautiful thing. Like when you're in a relationship and you, you know, you just love for who you are. That's kind of the ultimate, right? Yeah. Like the person just loves you as is, and the only way you could ruin is if you change and become this different person. So, and then now I have three kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, that was the other thing too. She kept handing him ultrasounds. It's like, how long are you waiting? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you waiting so long to tell him you're pregnant? Was he not there? Was he on location that you couldn't? Which but wouldn't have been because she went with him. She yeah. went with him on most of them, and so did the kids. Especially later on, they're like, "No, like, all right, we're going to be shooting here for a couple months. All right, cool, pack up. We're taking the whole family's going." Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yes, yeah. I like how she laid it out for him. Like, if we are going to do this, we are going to do it this way, and there is no compromise on this. If you want this life, this is what's going to have to happen. Because I think a lot of people, well, we've sort of had secondhand experience on this with his sister dating an actor, um, is that. You're just the family's not sort of the component part. You go away on location. Your family is at home, yeah. and you're supposed to sort of endure those months apart. However long it is, yeah. However long it is, and so for her to be like, okay, but we're coming with you. Like this isn't. Yeah. I'm not it's having not these children to raise them by myself. We're doing yeah. this as a family. Yeah. I like her. I liked her more after this book. I didn't. I don't know anything about her, but I like her more. <laughs> 
overall, I, I like I said, and I, I mentioned this kind of at the beginning, I definitely have a little bit more of a different opinion. When I had first heard that uh, University of Texas had hired him as a teacher, uh-huh. uh, now granted teaching, you know, teaching, acting and stuff, I thought, okay, well, I get it. You know, he's from Texas. He lives here. It's a big name. It's oh hey look who look who we have teaching the acting classes. It's I'm just like okay I you understand you'll have to do what you have to do to get people to come to the university. After listening to this book though, I'm like no I think attending his class would be number one interesting oh, yeah. as all hell, but number two it might actually be like pretty beneficial because I don't think he would hold anything back. He would literally be like yeah like, and going back to what we were talking about the method acting. I'm sure he probably stands in front of that class and goes, yeah, that's bullshit. Do not do that. <laughs> don't do that to people. In the mindset, you can be the character, but that's not you. So. Yes. Yeah. There, there was one takeaway for me that I, I enjoyed because it's, it's a good question to ask yourself sometimes. Um, he was talking to his friend about getting his jeans pressed and this, that, and the other. And she's like, do you want your jeans pressed? And he had to think about that. And I was like, do I really want to have my jeans pressed? And no, I, no, I don't. So just just because you have success doesn't mean you're getting what you want out of it. So you, you got to make sure you... have to be a certain way. Yeah, you're, you have to be a certain way. You're, you have to take certain things. And it doesn't have to be. He lived in a fucking trailer for, <laughs> for how long, right? Yeah. And he was just touring around in a trailer. He didn't have to live the high life that way, which was kind of cool. So Yeah, I thought that was that was another interesting... Uh, story is just you know just just went around with me yeah seeing just the, do what I did the part that I like to all that how to live your life and all that that to me is just total bullshit I don't really care about that I like the stories <laughs> but even the stories so I like the down to earth ones where he is touring around in the trailer yeah. when he goes to that bar and like meets all those like normal people that was a great story or. When he's yeah. golfing with his brother and the dog, I just busted that laugh. Oh my god, that was hilarious! To be blind, and the guys didn't notice that this guy, his brother, got <laughs> out of the driver's seat. Yeah, that was so funny. But then that. when he has like his other story where he like picks up and goes to the Amazon or picks up and goes yeah. to Africa, uh, like, okay, now you're getting pretty unrelatable, and I don't want to listen to this crap. Yeah, that, was, that became unrelatable for sure. Yeah, that also. Very. What dream? Yeah. yeah that was like, I was just like, wow. I'm just not. I don't want to know that, that about you. Was. I could have gone my whole life and been happy not knowing that Matthew McConaughey had, had like three wet dreams as an adult. Because I didn't think that was a thing. I thought that was like a puberty thing, and then it was done, and it made me worry a little for him that maybe he's <laughs> <laughs> having that as an adult. But yeah, I agree with Sean. Like those ones, I don't think that added anything to the story other than making him seem like really woo-woo. And also that he had the money to, to drop to everything yeah. and go off to the Amazon and Africa. There, there's one exception that I'll, I'll say, because I agree with you, those those stories I didn't relate to. Yeah. There's one exception, and that was the one where he went to interject into a, a disagreement that two of his... Oh, in Africa, yeah. In yeah. Africa, was two guys having a disagreement. And the guy that he was agreeing with said, no, no it's the guy, not the oh, guy yeah, that he, he was agreeing agree with, with said, no, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about, do you understand? 
and, and I'm glad he took that away from that conversation because that's that's a really important dis, uh, um, challenge, right? Where it's it's like, no, 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 you we can disagree on things. It's about do you understand the other person and what they're trying to say. So I, I did like that part. Yeah, that was a good part, but yeah. But yeah, I, I'm going off to Amazon doing that, I'm like, cool, good on you. I wish I'd be able to do it. Uh, <laughs> 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 I can't drop everything and go off to the Amazon. Yeah. Check you later. Yeah. <laughs> well, was there anything else that uh, anything else in the book you wanted to bring up, or or anything else that kind of stood out? Like I said, overall, I did enjoy the book, and I, I will probably definitely uh, listen to it again. Um, I'm glad you recommended it. I, you know, a lot of people I've heard a lot of people talk about it, uh, and and anyone that I've I've mentioned it to, uh, like today, I was like, oh man, I forgot I got a show tonight, and. They're like, well, you know, what are you using? And I'm like, oh, we're, we're reviewing um, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. And they're, you know, everyone's, oh, well, how was that? And I got on, I don't know, two or three conversations about it today. So, uh, but yeah, everyone, you know, I've talked to seemed at least kind of interested. I don't know whether or not they'll read it or not, but, you know. <laughs> so, and I did, I'm like you, right? It's like, if you're going, but if you're going to do it, li- like, listen to it. Like, let the man tell his own story. So, but, um, well, final thoughts, Ray? Uh, again, take it for what it is. It's just him. Uh, he says it right off the top, right? This isn't this isn't his rules or anything. Like that. This is just the way he likes to live his life, and this is just the way that he likes to. You don't have to take anything away from it if you don't want to, and if you do, good on you. Um, but enjoy it for what it is. It's just an entertaining story from his own perspective. Chris. Uh, yeah, much the same. Yeah, like. It's not a biography. It's not a salacious celebrity gossip thing. It's just a guy who's been writing in a journal since he was 15 and just sort of decided, you know, at 50 that maybe this might be a cool little collection of stories and probably fun for him to look back on his life and remember things that maybe he'd forgotten about and stuff. And um, just an he's an interesting guy. I mean, how could you not be? with the career that he's had, right? But I do read shot. I would have liked to know more about the films because I did read some stuff about Days and Confused. I was like, oh, I wish he would have talked more about that. But um, um, well, See, that could be a second book. Like, he could just write a second book on, so here are the movies I was in, and here's some of the interesting things. Yeah, he, he could do a sequel. Um, but he is a, he seems like an all-around good guy, and he's, it sounds like he's got people around him that keep him relatively in this plane of existence um like he's got a good wife he's got a good mom now no yeah <laughs> although i did i did like when he was like after eight years i loosened the reins and said fuck it like go ahead <laughs> have at it like whatever um but he um yeah he seems like a guy who's got a lot of stories lived a lot of life and i get like i didn't take it there wasn't anything in there that was like oh my god like i was changing my life yeah <laughs> He's got a really great way of using hindsight to make to reconcile his past. Yes. So he can look back and be like, all these things. He's one of those people like all these things had to happen for a reason. It was all. It and made that, him who he is now. It made him who he is. So he's really good at like looking back and being like, it was all good and having a good outlook on life like that. So that was interesting as somebody who's not like that at all. Very interesting to me from that kind of perspective. And yeah, it's very entertaining if you listen to the book and you like. 
listening to Matthew McConaughey. I think that's the other thing too is you actually have to like <laughs> McConaughey to want to sit down and listen to him. But, yeah, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like I, if I did, didn't like the celebrity or had no interest, I wouldn't mind. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Well, Sean, final thoughts. <laughs> well, it was no hail to the chin, but uh, <laughs> it. It depends on what you're in the mood for. You have, first, you have to like McConaughey yeah. a lot. And then, yeah, it depends on the type of book you're looking for. Don't go into this thinking it's a biography. That Just like I said at first. And I think that was one of my... I was looking forward to learning more about his life. And I learned stuff I didn't want to know. And the stuff that I did enjoy, there just wasn't enough of it. So it was, I got through it. I got my credit back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, like I said, I've I've kind of already wrapped up my feelings on it. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to our, well, let's talk about our next book. So like I said, at the beginning of the show, we um, did a kind of a random draw as to the next several books and everyone's going to, because normally what we would do is I I put out there, hey, any 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 ideas for this next book and we usually throw out two or three books and do a quick vote and and go on from there and we're like no let's just let's just pull an order and everyone pick a book and if you don't want to read it fine but you know this way we can just kind of throw things out there so uh next month is uh, jennifer's book and it is uh, the greatest love story ever told and I'm really looking forward to this one because it's Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman. And I can only imagine how raunchy this thing is going to be um, <laughs> because she does not hold back and neither does he. Um, after that is uh, Chris's book. And she has picked. Uh, so this is going to be for July is a shadow and bone by uh, Lee Barduga Bardugo. Um and yes, this is the book that the uh, net, current Netflix series is based on. Uh, August is uh, Sean's pick, and he picked Project Hail Mary. Uh, the Andy Weir has actually written several short stories since The Martian, but this is his actual second book. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, I read it and it was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so there's a little, there's a little sneak for you know uh, August and then September. I'm picking books and I'm doing a classic. We're finally going to dig into a little bit of Stephen King with what I think is honestly one of his best books and it was also I think his second book he ever wrote and that is Salem's Lot um, to get us ready for the Halloween season. So. Um, so let's move on into other things that we've been reading. Uh, would anyone like to go first? Sure, but I got one quick question. Sure. Uh, Whenever are you going to find you naked on the bongos and in your own trailer getting arrested? Because that's... <laughs> I forgot. Not... Oh my god. I forgot about that too. That wasn't in a trailer. That was in a trailer. <laughs> he was in a house. That's right. <laughs> and that's right. I've been listening to uh, Sean's pick <laughs> for the second time <laughs> in a few weeks. Uh, yeah. Um, and then I've been re-listening to Green Lights uh, and re-listening to Harry Potter because uh, I can't listen to Green Lights all the time. Or not, sorry, um, Hail Mary. Hail Mary. 
So Project Hail Mary is definitely... I think that's going to be a long episode with <laughs> that, a lot of gushing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. Uh, well, no, I, I won't even say that. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I, one spot there, I, I didn't like when there was a certain point in that story. I was like, oh, I'm not going to like the story anymore. But then it redeems itself. So. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I was the same way. I was like, okay... I was expecting the Martian part two, and that's not what I'm getting. And then it kept going, and I was like, no, I actually really like this. <laughs> <laughs> that part? Or my, my part? No, yeah. Oh, okay. it, 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 it became a lot less Martian and a lot more Bob. Oh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, what else have you been reading? Uh, so I've been reading uh, Hail Mary. Um, I'm on chapter 10. Um and I, I like it. I mean, it's really hard to you can't remember. Judge you that, yeah. No, it's really hard to remember that this isn't a Bob book because yeah. of Ray Porter. Yes. The gem. Um, yes. And I really like his narration. He's very good. He's up there with Jim Dale for me in terms of narration, um, who narrates the Harry Potter books. Yeah. Uh, and I just finished uh, Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. And I have come <laughs> to the conclusion that I don't like reading uh, old English books. I like watching the movies. I don't like reading them because they're very boring. Fair <laughs> enough. I, she uh, turned to me so many times. She's like, oh, it's not even done yet. She closes the book puts it down. <laughs> I finished it the other night. I threw it and I was like, that's how it ends. It was so unsatisfied. It was stupid. But anyway. So it was, watch, it was like watching a 1970s science fiction movie. It's like, that's it? Like, yeah. everyone dies. Yeah, that was it. That was <laughs> but I read it. And Thanks, it was, Philip. It was a free book, so, you know. Um, and then um, because I got mad at that book, I went back into my smut stash, and now I'm reading a smut book because I need to, like, cleanse myself of that. Oh, I can't do so, uh, – it's character-driven books I have a really hard time with. I need a shirt with a like a bookcase that clearly has a bunch of these bodice ripper novels on it, and it just says smut stash. That is fantastic. <laughs> I know like five librarians would buy that right now. T-shirt idea. Yeah, so I'm reading that, and it's a third, the third in the series, the Demonica series by Larissa Ione. Um, and I stayed up till like midnight, I think. Yeah. yeah. Reading it. And I'll do it again tonight. I was passed out, so. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> there you go. That's what I've been reading. Gotcha. Uh, Sean, have you been reading anything else? Yeah, so I I whipped through um, Project Hail Mary and absolutely loved it. And then I started um, Level 5 by William Ledbetter. That's. uh it's a science fiction about AI. Uh, level five is like the top artificial intelligence and how they kind of get out. There's like nanotechnology and all that. So far, it's really, really good. There is at least one more after level six. Um, the problem I'm having right now, though, is it's read by McLeod Andrews, um, who is a great narrator, but I just finished Steelheart series. Also read by him. So now I'm like realizing, man, these characters all sound the same. Like I'm getting a little bit lost. I should have picked something else with a different narrator. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just 
he'll he uses the same voice from a previous series in this one, and it's like ah, uh, it just takes me right out of the story, which sucks because the story is good. But um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm about halfway through it. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'll probably get the uh, level six when I'm done. Good deal. Um, I actually started. Uh, I I also read um uh, uh Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir immediately started it up again and, and re-listened to it a second time just because I was like, okay, I know I missed a lot of stuff in there. I've got to go back. Um, I actually started going back and re-listening to uh, – I got through the first two books of the um, Magic 2.0 series. <laughs> and then for whatever reason, I just decided, you know what? We talked about last month we read several of these free you know books on, on Audible. Let me just see what else is out there. And I just started – dumping things into my library and yes i do read things at double speed um the uh so things that i cleared were uh the curious case of dr jekyll and mr hyde by robert lewis stevenson uh i've never read that book and i know it's a horror book you know but by today's standards it's just yeah, like it's eh. old english horror which is quite different Not, i've read it a couple times too and yeah uh, but I mean, I, I, I still enjoy it. It's one of those things like I've actually got several other classics in there as well. Like I, I know, Chris, you did not like Dracula. I, I freaking love Dracula. But like I've got Frankenstein on my list. I haven't I haven't uh, I haven't you know gone through it yet, yet. But I'm just like a lot of these classics, you know, are free on here. And I'm just like, then hell, I might as well just, you know, tear through them. So I read that. Um, I read The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Uh, it's only like an hour and a half like it's very very short and it's and main reason i wanted to read it is because it is referenced in the babaverse books and and you know it's you know it, but I, it's interesting as well it's like yeah there's stuff you could take out of this and and apply it to almost anything like just because kind of the main thing it comes across is that whole idea that the general that does a lot of calculations wins the one who does not and the event that I had today when we were checking in all these laptops and stuff, it's like, yeah, we tried to think this through as much as we could. And we had a few little hiccups here and there, but for the most part, it went really well. So, um, I also read unfuck your intimacy, your intimacy by faith G Harper. It's, she's also written, um, I think it's unfuck your life and it's, She's she lives in Texas. She is uh, very down to earth. She has no problem cursing left and right when she needs to. Uh, this one is specifically about intimacy and uh, dating and everything else. And she definitely has some interesting ideas and stuff in there. Um, it might almost be worth a, a read for like when our, our February book or whatever. So um, uh, the Redemption Trilogy by A.J. Sykes. It's actually three short books all put together um about a kind of variant version of of zombies they're not really zombies but they're kind of like zombies oh uh, the interesting thing about that is is the third book actually starts off with a description of this was a series he did for uh amazon's um the free books that you would get on the kindle and when they closed down that he actually has like six or seven in the series when they closed down that program they're like well you can do whatever you want with them and he he went on and, and kept writing and, and, you know, basically took them to Audible, and, and that's where they are now. So um, I read Saturn's Monsters by Thomas K. Carpenter. That was in kind of an interesting sci-fi book. 
I read Arkham uh, County by Guy Adams and A.K. Uh, a. Benedict. And that is a book set in the um, Arkham Horror universe. So Cthulhu and, and so on and so forth. Uh, that was done more like as a as a like an audible play. So there was sound effects and stuff like that. So that was kind of interesting as well. Uh, but that's that's what I covered. I covered a lot of books. There is one thing that drove me insane listening to these. A lot of these audible original books have a have the author who is reading the book say this is audible or this is an audible original series. And I'm just like, no. I want the dude saying, we hope, we hope, uh, Audible hopes you enjoy uh, this program. Yes. And when I don't get that, it drives me insane. I want to hear it. <laughs> like, that's the stamp of quality right there. And when it's not there, it drives me insane. Um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. So seriously, if, if you do have an Audible account and, and you're looking for stuff to listen to, like, just dive in. A lot of it's just okay, but I mean, it's free and they're short and you just rip through them and keep going. So. Um, do what especially if you're at double especially at double speed um well that is our show for the month ladies and gentlemen if you would please give us a five-star rating on itunes google stitcher wherever it is you listen to the show you can always check us out at epicallygeeky.com where you can find the rest of our fine programs like the creatively geeky the epically geeky and sustainably geeky shows i'm gonna say the other one Uh, (laughs) it's not a thing (laughs) not anymore anyway um I really do need to talk to Cyrus about that. Uh, and then, of course, you can find Epically Geeky on uh, – well, you can watch the show on YouTube if you want, and you can check us out on – kind of on social media. Don't really post that much on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at, at Epically Geeky. So um, where can we find you online, Ray? Uh, the Reluctant Yeti on Instagram. And I really stay away from Twitter because it is becoming even more recessible. Yep, accessible all around. Uh, where can we find you online, Chris? On uh, all the shows that you mentioned, I think we're doing a sustainably geeky one tomorrow. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then we just did a creative and geeky one. We just came out. Um, and on Instagram at Rose and Hummingbird. Nice. Uh, Sean, where can we find you online? Um, this show, Epically Geeky. Screwing with Wikipedia, usually. Um, Instagram, your favorite broken toy. And as always, you can find me online at Optimachine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 